Welcome to Small Business Celebration. We're continuing the series on small business owners who are getting the move on and fitting with getting the move on. Our guest this week, well, he builds vehicles that move. This is Small Business Celebration. Welcome, where we chat with real business owners who have real success and learn from them about what works, what doesn't, and who want you to know that there's a light at the end of the tunnel and it's not a train. Join us where you can learn something that you can use today to grow a strong and profitable business. Welcome to Small Business Celebration, and our guest this week is Mitchell Alsup, the owner of Alsup Motorsports and Alsup Racing Development, and welcome to Small Business Celebration. Yes, thank you very much. Thank you for having me. And for visioneers who don't know who you are, who are you, and what is it that you do? I'm Mitchell Alsup, the owner of Alsup Racing Development and Alsup Motorsports out of Bakersfield, California. Now, if you're listening to this program on our podcast, uh, we are on location here in the shop where they're building all kinds of great, all kinds of great stuff. So if you hear welding going on in the background, you hear conversation happening, uh, and you're wondering if you're watching this on YouTube, why I'm sweating like a stuck pig, because, well... It's summer in Bakersfield, and it's 107, <laughs> so we're having a great time. And I'm here with Mitchell because, first of all, Visioneers, Eagle Eye Visioneers, you may recall a couple episodes where we were talking with the owner, Advanced Plumbing, and he mentioned this gentleman and some of the fun that he was having in Baja, California, and we had to come and talk to you because what you're doing here in the shop in your business is Fascinating. This is great stuff. What is it that you build here? Tell Visionary Nation. So we focus on can-amps, UTVs, um, A-arms, gusset kits, trailing arms, radius rods, cages, anything that you can bolt onto these units. Okay, now you have to explain for Visioneers who, who, who don't have a clue to what it is that you do. In basic terms, what is this and where does it go on the dirt road? goes wherever. Okay. In, in, any road that you think you can't travel in your car, in okay. your standard commuter, okay. these cars can go. We put thousands of miles down in Baja, Mojave Desert, Utah, Nevada, Arizona. Um, they're an all-wheel drive off-road vehicle. Ah, so these are something that you can take out into the desert and go have some fun with. Yes, manufactured by Can-Am. Okay. We manufacture aftermarket parts for okay. the end user. You guys build the cage, the carriage, all the other parts that actually make the vehicle usable. Correct. And what is the process like? Because this is a full service shop, is it not? Yes, so it all starts with our engineer team. We have two great contracted engineers. They take what's in my head and put it in the computer. Right. And then from there, we go to cut shops or the cutting we handle here in-house. Uh-huh. Goes to the welding table, and then from there, powder coat and ships out in the abridged version. Sure, in the abridged version. How long does this often take to, from start to finish? We can, we can develop a standard product in three, four weeks, depending on, depending on design process, depending on the R&D. Um, the time that it takes to go develop it in the desert. Um, so that, that is definitely a variable. Right. Um, but 
it's a critical time of the product, right? right sure. Of the design. So right. as the product's an infant, if you will, that's when you want to make sure that everything is working correctly. So it can go onto these consumers' vehicles without flaws. Ah, uh, so you can, so when you purchase the vehicle and you drive it off, put it in your trailer, take it out to the desert, you know with confidence this has been road tested or dirt road tested and it's going to work. Yes, absolutely. We, we like to have a couple thousand miles on a product. Mm -hmm. Um, and that varies as well, depending on the product. Right. But a couple thousand miles in the dirt, testing that product before we le release it to our customers. And that, and that means it goes through racing, mm. um, and that's also motorsports. Okay. Um, it goes through racing, it goes through different customers that we have who give us good feedback, mm -hmm. um, which allows us to not have to house a lot of our own cars, but hey, here's... Here's a, here's a free product, try, right. try it out. Sure. And they give us feedback. Um, you listen to your customers. Correct. Now, you mentioned something that's very key and important on this. You also have a racing team, which is not associated with what you're building here in the shop. Correct. Day-to-day -day is also racing development. Okay. This is parts manufacturers. Okay. Turnkey race vehicles. Right. Um, cages. You name it, we can do it for your UTV here. Right. Also, Motorsports is a factory-backed Can-Am driven racing program um, that aids in our research and development in our products. Right. Um, we race down in Baja, we race Arizona, Nevada. Best, Best in the Desert is the key organization here stateside that we're involved with. And you use the racing team for research and development into what you actually end up building here in the shop. Correct. What we race on, we sell to our customers. Ah, so if you have a rack and pinion suspension system that fails out in the desert, you're figuring out why it failed so that you can make it work here in the shop. Correct. So we look at, we look at why it failed, mm. how we can improve it. Um, so there's the performance level as well, right? We look at this and say, this is gonna last X. Right. Yeah, this is going to last for so long. Ah. And it's, you know, a 20% upgrade from stock and strength, okay. whatever that number may be. And then we hand it off to our mechanics mm -hmm. and say, install this. Ah. And then we get the feedback from our mechanics and they could say, you know, this really didn't go together very well. We should change this. Got it. Or they say, good job, guys. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> It worked! And it might be a 50-50 deal. <laughs> um, so. Now, I, I have to ask, because I'm here, and you've got the racing team, which is its own separate business. And it is a business. And it's well known when you watch NASCAR, when you watch Formula One, any kind of drag racing, any kind of motorsport, you see all the stickers and all the advertising. Do you also do that for your racing team? Yes, we have a sponsorship structure um, that is, depending on, depending on our sponsors, right. is um, negotiated every year. Right. Um, we start at the door, the door, the hood, the rear quarter panel, all those have a value to them. Mm. Um, it depends on how often that part of the vehicle shows up on camera, I take it. That and the size of the logo, right? <laughs> okay. Um, a lot of our races are televised, maybe not live, but they are broadcasted at a later date. Right. 
Um, so there's there's value in there. Right. Um, you know, we we like to open up we like to open up the conversation. If you want the door, right. that that starts at fifty thousand dollars. Right. Um, it takes a lot of money to go out there and do this, and it adds value to other people's companies being involved with our company. You've been involved in motorsports for since you were what knee height or, or so. So the the bug started. Um, <laughs> go-kart racing actually here okay. locally um, and then dirt bikes I rode every day after school and high school right um, it was just always an itch uh, I raced with teams um, helped them out in pits I mean whatever it was like it always seemed to surround myself with motorsports right um, I went to college at Arizona State got my degree with which is not in anything that I'm doing now, but that's okay. <laughs> right. But that's okay because it, the life lessons that I was right. taught there um, are priceless. Right. But you did something that a lot of people wish they could do because you became a successful race car driver. You also were able to go through and win a couple championships. Yes. And then you made the transition to owning the business and owning the team. Yes. So you surround yourself with good people. Um, you want to learn something, you go figure out how to learn it. Right. And then you figure out how to do it. Um, so you surround yourself with, with good people. Um, may, maybe, those, maybe those people are there temporarily. Mm -hmm. Maybe those people are there long term. Uh, but for me, it's always understanding who the people in the room I'm around, right. why they're there, and how can we work as a team together? If a visioneer wants to get in touch with you to look, well, first of all, come down to your shop because this is fantastic stuff, or they want to inquire about any of the products that you have to offer to build and to design for them, how do they do that? You can shoot me an email direct. Okay. You can go on our website. What's your, what's your website and email? Uh, www Okay, one more time, a little slower. www.allsuprd.com. Okay. Mitchell at allsup, A-L-S-U-P-R-D.com. Social media? Yes, uh, allsup underscore rd. Very on, good. On, on, uh, on uh, Instagram. On Instagram. Yes. Ah, an Instagram guy. Very good. Yes, so we use Instagram to... Promote to, everything. Yep, and that goes out to all our other channels. Perfect. And if you enjoy Small Business Celebration, go ahead and like, subscribe, and notify. And when we come back, we're going to talk about leaving the chaos of starting a business and sorting things out so that you can become a strong and profitable business when we come right back. Hi, I'm Dr. Hugh Beatty, the wellness doc, also known as TWD. I treat patients for erectile dysfunction. If you're struggling with erectile dysfunction and that poor performance has impacted your business, you need to come see me. Gainsway therapy is an ultrasound treatment to restore blood flow. It activates stem cells and the stem cells regenerate new nerve endings as well as new blood vessels. If you find that you, you can't get it up like you used to and the Viagra no longer works, please come see me, Dr. Hugh Beatty, The Wellness Doc. Reach out to Hugh Beatty, MD, The Wellness Doc at 661-395-0315. That's 661-395-0315. Or visit them online at hughbeattymd.com. That's H-U-G-H-B-E-A-T-T-Y-M-D 
Motorsports.com. I'm here with Mitchell Alsup, the owner of Alsup Motorsports and Alsup Racing Development. And our visitor question comes from Stevie who asks, I'm in year two of my business and everything's a mess. We're making money, but it's a mess. How do you figure out where to start? That's a great question. <laughs> um, prioritize. Prioritize, how so? Um, so you look at it day to day, mm -hmm. what needs to be accomplished day to day, what needs to be accomplished that week, mm. starting with your customers, starting with accounting, starting with the whole thing. Okay. Um, you look at that and yeah, because as, as a small business that's growing, right. It should be messy, in my, in my opinion. Okay. That's how we learn. That's how we get better. Ah. There is, in my opinion, there's no, there's no failure. There's only learning. Mm -hmm. um, and if you don't remember what you learned, then it's a failure. Then it's a failure. <laughs> yes. And if you if you start doing the same thing multiple times, and you know that is a failure. But I believe, and I'm young to being a business owner. Hmm. But you have to you have to learn. Mm. Um, so you prioritize these tasks, and that helps you get through the mess. Because what did you start with? Um, I started looking at where I was making money. Ah. There's passion driven behind that because I do have a business surrounded by my passion, which I'm fortunate about. Right. But you start looking at where you're making money, how you're making money. Mm. For us, whether that's that's our suspension components, whether that's our turnkey chassis. Ah. Uh, okay. And then and you look at that demand mm. and you see, okay, people want parts. We're making parts. People want turnkey cars. People want race support. And you start building processes around those. Right. Maybe one of my flaws is I've said yes to a lot of things, but I've learned about a lot of things too. And you started to say no to something. And now I'm starting to say no to a certain extent. <laughs> Um, but there's, there's a monetary value there that with some yeses, mm -hmm. um, there's, it's just more expensive. Ah. Um, so it's not a no, it's a yes, but. but. Yes, <laughs> yes, but here's the catch. Got it. We're pretty versed here. We can do a lot of things right. from product to turnkey cars right. to, again, race support. Yes is the way that it goes around here. For those of us that are novices, we are not heavily involved with motorsport. Our, our idea of motorsport is when we turn on NASCAR on Saturday. Mm -hmm. What is turnkey, first of all? So a turnkey car is when a customer says, I want a desert chassis, to a desert car, to go race ah. the desert. And I want, it exp I want it to look this color. Correct. You, we basically allow them to pick their colors, their wrap, their seats, their steering wheel, their safety harnesses. Mm -hmm. Other than that, all of our research that we've done on these vehicles is pretty much ironed out. Got it. Um, there's a level of progression, always. Right. You're always looking for the next 10% gain. Right. Um, and that's probably across the board on all motorsports. Right. And then we get there and then they say, okay, well, I have my race car. Right. How am I going to go racing? Got it. And that's where, we, that's where we say, okay, well, we can also provide you with racer services. And what are those services? Taking them to races, fueling them at races. Uh, okay. Uh, making be, sure. own, be their own personal pit crew. Correct, pit crew. Right. Yes, exactly. And it's, that, and it's that simple. Some races aren't as easy to do that, and we navigate those situations as they come. Right. A loop race, we call it, which mm -hmm. has stationary pits, is really easy way for us to one, generate money mm -hmm. while we're out there racing. Got it. And then making 
customer satisfaction, right? Right. Making our customer happy, knowing that they're confident it's pulling the pin and will handle what, what needs to be done. And then they go out, they have a great time in the weekend, <laughs> they get their car all kinds of muddied up and they have a great time, but now they need to change the oil, check the suspension, yep. replace the brake pads. Racer services. Ah! Bring the car back to us, whether they bring it, we bring it back. And, and a lot of our racers are not here local. Oh, okay. Um, so these cars will travel with us, or like I said, they'll bring them back mm -hmm. a week later, and we go through a whole prep schedule mm. on these vehicles. Okay. Axles, engine oil, like you said, uh, front diff, steering rack, all the Heims, um, you know, making sure hubs are straight, radius rods are straight. The list goes right, on, right? Sure, right, I, right, right, right. Yeah, the, the list goes on, um, and that's another way to generate revenue. Right. I asked you this question during our phone call, and I, I was hoping it would percolate a little bit in, for, for the answer on this, but the state of California is making everything go electric. Yes. What, just out of curiosity, I'm not going to hold you to this, but I'm just curious, what is the state of electrification for UTVs uh, in your industry? It's happening. Okay. Um, we, our company has quoted some jobs. We've looked at some jobs uh -huh. for, for building the chassis side of electric vehicles. Sure. Um, it's in the works. Okay. In 10 years, if we were all electric, I, I wouldn't be surprised. But I'm guessing it's a question of range and that sort of thing. That's the, the singular biggest limitation that you guys have right now. Yes, there is off-road cars out there that are electric. Oh, okay. Uh, there's class one car buggies, not necessarily Can-Ams mm -hmm. um, in the UTV realm, right. but there is buggies out there that compete right now. They're electric range. I don't really know, but I could see that being a big problem. One of the things about your business that's fascinating is this didn't happen overnight. No. It's well known in the, the employment world that people don't leave a job. People quit because they quit on a person or a manager or an owner. That's why they leave. And your history here is a classic example of that. What happened? We're driven by passion. Okay. I was, I was with the company before with a race team. Um, I led the race team for three years. And this was after you were a driver? Yeah, so I ran my own race program oh, okay. on the side. Uh -huh. I, was, I, I won a championship, won some races um, in a different spec vehicle. Right. Um, started to get into, personally get into UTV racing as well, okay. alongside the team that I ran. Um, which was very successful here stateside and south of the border in Baja. Uh -huh. um, and that, that developed over three years. Um, I found myself, the, I found my passion mm -hmm. um, slowing down. Mm. Uh, what was that? It was the, I don't know if it was the day-to-day -day work or if it was um, aligning ideals within the team. Mm. Um, I, I did, I did I was not hired to grow the program. I was hired to run the program, but uh, okay. driven by passion, I, 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 I wanted to grow. Mm. I wanted to grow this program. Um, and the, the ideals didn't quite align. With the owner? Yeah, with the owner. Um, and that's, that's fine because even, even in my small time being in business, I've had, I've had employees where our ideals don't align. Right. 
and it doesn't mean it's a bad team. It doesn't mean there's there. It doesn't mean it's a bad team. Right. It's just being adapting. Right. And making sure that that passion is still rooted. Mm. So you, you enjoy going to work every day. Right. Um, so I found myself where we were we were aligned, but we weren't. Mm. We knew that we knew the goal was to go win and be the right. best. Right. And that was that was the goal. Right. To grow it was not my job, but. I wanted to grow it, and, and that's where this comes from. Oh, okay. This, this is growing business and learning business is, is a passion of mine. Right. And when, when, I, when, I saw, when I saw a cap and understood that that was not my program to grow, right. it was my program to run. Ah, uh, right. And I think, I think at that point I started to realize the cap, and I started to understand that my passion for running that team was hitting a cap. And while you were figuring this out, is that when you went through and started putting a business plan together? So there was, there was a few business plans to grow that program. Uh -huh. um, and they, they were good, they had direction. Mm -hmm. um, again, just I, the ideals didn't align. Mm. And, that, and that's okay. And those, those business ideas have funneled into what we're doing today. Um, we're on chassis number 10. We're right. selling parts. We're doing a lot of things. We have a factory back supported race team. Um, a lot of things that were in those initial business plans that rooted what we're doing today. And when we come back, we are going to talk about that partnership that totally changed everything with Alsup Racing Development. The reason we're talking with Mitchell Alsup, the owner of Alsup Motorsports, is because of a visioneer question that came from a visioneer just like you. I had a visioneer that, that sent us a message that said, I'm in year two, three of my business, everything's a mess, I can't figure things out, and that is why we are here. So if you've got a question, you've got a thought, something you'd like to learn about here on Small Business Celebration, reach out to us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram, and who knows, your question could appear here on Small Business Celebration. So reach out to us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram today. I'm here with Mitchell Alsup, the owner of Alsup Motorsports and Alsup Racing Development. And our visioner question comes from Anita who asks, finding a major brand to tie yourself to can help with your business's credibility. How do you choose which one or ones to accept? I think in this space, in our industry, UTV mm -hmm. racing, off-road off racing, right. um, I think it's a mutual thing. Okay. Um, I think it's as much of them choosing you uh, as, as far as the race program goes. Right. So I'm talking sponsorships. Okay. Um, that's where we really get you know, branding together right. and working with people, mm -hmm. uh, other companies. Fortunately, fortunate enough for me, Can-Am brought me on board um, within a year. Did you uh, go to them or did they come to you? I went to them. Okay. Previously being involved with Polaris Razor, um, direct competitors, I had driven for some Can-Am people. It was just, it was my go-to. I was racing a Can-Am on our, on our own budget. The stars were aligning. I reached out, a little help, a little more help. And then all of a sudden, you wake up to an email that says, welcome to the Can-Am pro, pro Team. Nice. And here's your contract. And what does your contract with Can-Am 
Why does that give your business credibility? Gives the, it starts at the race program, also motorsports. Gives also motorsports a credibility to start working with other people who want to be involved with our race program. Got it. Because if they say K&M likes Mitchell. Correct. Got it. So F1 racing, if Red Bull likes X driver. Right. Okay. Well, I want to be on his car too. Got it. So it's a snowball effect. Sure. So that merges into also racing development. Got it. We're building the parts for the Can-Am factory team. Right. Right, which is not only myself, but multiple other factory drivers who are either running our parts, mm -hmm. who are running our turnkey cars. Um, and so it just builds credibility around the whole thing. And if somebody wants Can-Am parts, they give you a call? Correct, absolutely. Absolutely. Right now we are specializing in Can-Am parts. Mm. We're taking what we can, selling what we can, keeping up with the workload. Right. We, will be, we will be manufacturing parts for other brands, mm -hmm. other UTVs, Polaris, Kawasaki, Honda, etc. as those opportunities come. When you're not out in the middle of the desert testing a vehicle, when you're not out with the racing team racing a vehicle, when you're not out helping somebody else and their pit crew and their team, well, first of all, do you have any time off? <laughs> and second of all, what time off you have, what, what do you all enjoy doing? Time off, yes. There, we work long hours. Right. Um, I hope every small businessman or woman uh, works long hours. Right. Um, I don't think it has to be that way Definitely. Yeah, no, and definitely no. <laughs> um, but for me, for me, it's humbling. Um, I spend a lot of time here working, designing, thinking. Um, so the time I do um, get off is spent with family, mm -hmm. um, spent with my wonderful girlfriend, um, our rescued Mexican chihuahua. Okay. Straight sure. from, straight out of Baja. Wow, so it truly is a Mexican chihuahua. Yes, <laughs> she is absolutely awesome. Um, golf with my buddies um, here and there. Pickleball with... Pickleball? Yes, pickleball with the wonderful, wonderful girlfriend. Okay, why pickleball? Well, in our community, or in our neighborhood, we have a nice pickleball court. Okay. Um, at first, I was like, what is this? <laughs> and then before you know it, a few matches later, I'm sweating, and I'm like, are we coming back tomorrow? <laughs> um, it's been a minute since I've been on the pickleball court, so I'm a little, probably a little rusty, but right. uh, once the heat dies down, I'm sure we're going to get back out there. What have you learned from pickleball, playing pickleball? that you've applied to your business? Be competitive. Really? How yes. so? So I think we, in a sense in business, we get stuck in the day to day. Mm -hmm. And then we, I think for me, we miss out on whether it's the sales pitch or whether it's, hey, go ask, you know, go ask some, somebody something right. to create another opportunity. And when you're sitting there on the pickleball court and you know, like I'm a competitive person, right. but when you're in that, that match, you're just going for it. Right. And it, it like instantly instills that competitiveness right back sure. into you. Sure, right. It's no secret that we may be going into a recession and your entire business here is based on fun. 
Correct. And uh, some might argue not exactly a necessary industry, mm -hmm. but you've given some thought on the future. And if the recession does come and things start to slow down, what, do you, what are your plans? That's a wonderful question. We are the first to go. We are a hobby. We are a hobby-based industry. Our end user, mm -hmm. our end user is buying our parts because he wants them. He does not need them or right. she does not need them. Right. People already probably have hesitation mm. on buying parts. So the question is, is what, what are we going to do? Right. We adapt the business. We're small enough mm. right. to su supplying somebody's wants to supplying somebody's needs. Ah. I don't know what that looks like. Right. That's a very create your opportunity. Right. But we have good machinery here that when a recession hits, Maybe, maybe, maybe we're not developing gusset kits for Can-Ams and trailing arms for Can-Ams. Hmm. You know, maybe, maybe, maybe we're cutting, cutting pipe and tubing for people who need that. Right. Um, just in a very general, adaptive. And you've got engineers that can help engineer anything. Correct, correct. We have a, a great engineer team that if I can think it, they can think it, they can design it, and we can build it. I often ask this question a lot, and it's one of my favorite questions to ask, but what is one piece of a business advice that you have given other business owners that nobody listens to? Don't give up. Um, creating a business is a challenge, mm. whether, it's, whether it's employees, whether it's deadlines, whether it's, sometimes I think, okay, if, if this thing grows to 50 employees, how am I gonna do this? Right. Don't give up. There's always light at the end of the tunnel. Maybe this month wasn't great, but next month's going to be even better, mm. right? Next month's going to flourish and it's going to be amazing. Right. Just don't give up. Don't get overwhelmed, and it's all going to be here tomorrow. Mitchell, this has been a privilege. And if visioners want to get in touch with you, how do they do that? Call me on my cell. Okay, and what's what's your cell? Six six one four eight seven two three zero three. What was that number again? 661-487-2303. Okay. I'd love to talk to anyone about business, business opportunities. Email? Yes, Mitchell at allsuprd.com. Website? www.allsuprd.com. Instagram? Allsup underscore rd at, yeah, well, Instagram. There you go. <laughs> Very good. Well, Mitchell, this has been a privilege. Thank you for joining us here on Small Business Celebration. Yeah, thank you guys very much for having me. And I'll be right back with my final thought. Hi, I'm Dr. Hugh Beatty, the wellness doc, also known as TWD. I treat patients for erectile dysfunction. If you're struggling with erectile dysfunction and that poor performance has impacted your business, you need to come see me. Gainsway therapy is an ultrasound treatment to restore blood flow. It activates stem cells, and the stem cells regenerate new nerve endings as well as new blood vessels. If you find that you, you can't get it up like you used to and the Viagra no longer works, please come see me, Dr. Hugh Beatty, The Wellness Doc. Reach out to Hugh Beatty, MD, The Wellness Doc at 661-395-0315. That's 661-395-0315. Or visit him online at hughbeattymd.com. That's H-U-G-H-B-E-A-T-T-Y-M-D.com. Reliving the Lesson. 
One of the things that I've heard over and over again in the 190 plus episodes here on Small Business Celebration is when the guest says, know when to say no. Know when to say no to a customer, know when to say no to a meeting, know when to say no to a nonprofit, know when to say no to things that clutter up your life. And admittedly, I had to relearn this lesson, very important lesson, not but a couple weeks ago. You see, I had a fan of the show come up and ask me to be involved with their business and go through and help them with this, that, and the other thing. And, and me having a yes attitude, I said, sure, be happy to. Let's go ahead and do it. And then I started delving into the project and I came to the realization that for me to change what the things that I did and the things that were expected of me, it was going to end up costing the client a lot more money than probably necessary. So after a bit of soul searching and being reminded of this from another episode of Small Business Celebration, I called the client and I referred them to another past guest here on Small Business Celebration. And as of the recording of this final thought, they are doing swimmingly well. And the client, my former client, is doing and getting what they were looking for in the first place. Which begs the question, what are you saying yes to right now? that is probably not in your wheelhouse. And because you too have a yes attitude, may be actually impeding you from getting you where you and the customer want to go. I hope you enjoyed our conversation this week with Mitchell Alsup, the owner of Alsup Racing Development and Alsup Motorsports. And I hope you learned something that you can use today to grow a strong and profitable business. And we'll see you here again next week. Thank you for listening to the Small Business Celebration Podcast. Some of today's music was brought to you by Ted Hammond, and you might find more of Ted's music at ReverbNation.com forward slash Ted Hammond. That's ReverbNation.com forward slash Ted Hammond. If you enjoyed this episode and gained some insight from it for your business, subscribe to the Small Business Celebration Podcast at iTunes.com forward slash Small Business Celebration and give us a five-star review. Also, if there's a business you'd like us to interview, reach out to us on LinkedIn and Facebook and let us know. Until next time, I'm your host, Michael Roberts of the Small Business Celebration Podcast, and we wish you a strong and profitable business.